0: Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Lincoln. there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, and most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, author of a Chicken Fact or Chicken Poop, newly released book, find it on Amazon national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, And, of course, subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kompoc Feeds. At Kompoc Feeds, Our layer pellets and crumbles are all-natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kambach Feeds. Find a dealer at KambachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com or order your layer pellets and crumples today on amazon.com Combox Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialists Brincy has been a world leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years they manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brinsee.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A dot want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both phantom and large fowl hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen Aprons at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. Sweet PDZ has been keeping horse stalls ammonia free and healthy for nearly 33 years. However, ammonia is ammonia, regardless of the species producing it. Therefore, it will do the same great job in your chicken coops and brooders. Sweet PDZ safeguards flock health by neutralizing and eliminating harmful levels of ammonia and odors. Safe and effective moisture absorption. All-natural, non-toxic, premium-grade zeolite mineral. Contains no-masking scents or chemical perfumes. Safe and beneficial to dispose with waste on compost and gardens. Learn more at SweetPDZ.com. That's SweetPDZ.com. How would you like to sleep in on the weekends without having to get up early to let your chickens out? or not have to rush home after eating dinner to shut your chickens in for the night. And who's had the unfortunate surprise that a raccoon, possum, or fox got to your chickens because you forgot to close the coop? Well, your days of worrying have come to an end. Introducing the Chicken Guard Automatic Chicken Coop Door Opener. Working off either the timer or light sensor, Chicken Guard automatically opens your coop door in the morning to let the girls out and shuts it at night to keep them safe. Tried and trusted by over 40,000 users worldwide. Buy Chicken Guard online at Chickenguardian.com or your local farm and feed store. That's Chickenguardian.com.
1: And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky... (coughs) You'll know it's Super Chicken. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer.
0: All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on the last episode, the last broadcast of Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Combot Feeds of 2017. We're looking forward to 2018 and i believe 2018 will mark i think it'll be our we will be entering into our 10th year I believe we started this uh this um radio show in february of 2009 so all of 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 so yeah coming into their our 10th year of broadcasting this uh radio show slash podcast and uh that's you know well over a thousand episodes now they're all uh, archived for your listening pleasure so wow where did 2017 go 2018 is uh what about a week away so uh amazing amazing um I don't do this very often now, but I'll go ahead and send a shout out to uh, the homeschoolers that listen to this show and uh, incorporate it into their curriculum. We thank you for tuning in and the uh, feed and seed stores that stream this live to their customers um, when we broadcast live. And then a lot of them have it on uh, replay for the uh, podcast, So we thank you for that. Uh, The -the over-the-road truck drivers we occasionally get emails from saying that they're keeping up with... uh, Uh, There are chickens back at home while they're on the road and uh, getting tips for their care when they return, and uh, just a whole lot of other people that listen to the show. We're still going strong after 10 years, (laughs) and um, and I've done this a couple of times, but to give you an example of what kind of milestone over 1,000 episodes uh, ends up being, uh, for example, the TV show Seinfeld that ran for I don't know how many years only had about 280 to 300 episodes and Friends. Uh, Even Nash um, only had uh, in the high 200s, low 300s regarding the episodes. And here we are in our 10th year of broadcasting and uh, done over 1,000 episodes. You can go back and listen to them all. Also, other great news, um, we kind of uh, came in really close to the wire, but uh, if you've looked on Amazon, the new book, Chicken Fact or Chicken Poop, uh, was released and shipped and available for Christmas delivery I think if you belong to Prime, you still might, but it is available. I know people have chipped out. I've seen already some folks that have stated that they received theirs this week. So uh, the the new book, um, Chicken Fact or Chicken Poop, is now out and available. I hope to see it in stores as well very soon. I know you can get it off of Amazon. And um, the um, first book, The Chicken Whisperer's Guide, It is still out everywhere. I saw it in uh, Books a Million this week. I saw it in Lowe's this week. I saw it in Tractor Supply this week. So it is still out there. They have not uh, received or started receiving the new revised edition yet. I know it is available on Amazon as well, but I haven't seen that new the revised edition yet. In the stores, I guess they're still shipping out the remaining of the first edition, and the new newly revised book will start coming out this year as well. So both of those are available, <clears throat> and Amazon. I guess good news, at least for us, um, we were uh, kind of planning on and uh, um, going on our book tour, speaking tour, up towards the Michigan way, Michigan and Ohio. Uh, probably leaving in about the third week of February, but that has been postponed. So we're kind of, uh, I have to admit, kind of jumping for joy. You know, no offense to our Michigan friends and listeners, but I'm just not really sure this Georgia boy wanted to go to Michigan in late February. Uh, We would have done it. I even got new rubber on the truck with some deep grip, mud gripper tires on it for the snow and getting prepared for that. But it looks like the uh book and speaking tour, so uh we'll let you know where and uh where our stops are gonna be in april and uh hey, we'll have two books for you to purchase and get autographed um in April of course the two new to the new one and the uh, newly revised one so a uh, great show today being wrapping up the the uh, year <clears throat> we've got our good friend. Uh, poultry scientist, Dr. McRae. She's here and uh, PhD. And she's here. We, we, we you know, Last year, year, we've done this in the past, kind of like uh, Christmas ideas for the coop and uh, um, New Year resolutions for the coop. So I'm anxious to see what she has in store for us today. So we'll head on over to the switchboard and bring her on. I know that she's normally... Uh, working out of uh, Auburn at University in Alabama, but I think she's flown the coop, so to speak, and she's visiting <laughs> family. <laughs> I had to get that in there, Dr. McRae. And, um, <laughs> uh, flown the coop, and she's up there visiting family up, I believe, in Oregon. So, um, hey, did you fly out of Atlanta or, or Birmingham when you headed that way?
1: Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. That's the bigger airport, and it's a nonstop flight.
0: That's nice. What does that flight so, about? I was
1: up in your neck of the woods. Uh, four and a half. Okay. Yeah, it. You know, you heard the Atlanta airport had issues. It was all cleared up by I got uh-huh. there. By the time I got there, and good. <clears throat> but yeah, the uh, power outage. Yeah, I'm here in Oregon. <laughs> hey, hello, Oregonian chicken keepers. Hello, hello, hello. Um,
0: hey, it sounds good.
1: So yeah, I was. <laughs> I like doing this show every year. What I should do is just go for it and create like a a top 20 every year of uh-huh. chicken gifts for, ticket- for um, poultry owners because, you know, not everybody has just chickens. Sometimes people have ducks yeah. or something like that.
0: Maybe I'll actually go for it in poultry. 2018
1: in celebration of your... Your ten years of being on the air will have Doctor McRae's
0: um, top
1: twenty favorite things. things.
0: Oprah, Oprah does that. Doesn't Oprah do that every year? Like my favorite things. She has an episode called My Favorite Things. We don't own a television, (laughs) but I know of that episode. And then, of course, I think she gives it all away to her audience. Of course. that would be <laughs> our sponsors, and and but um but yeah I think you ought to do that, uh, Doctor McRae's twenty favorite holiday I should. Holiday I should just Coop start or, shopping
1: for some cool stuff, and because <clears throat> you know honestly Andy, we know this chicken movement, this poultry movement isn't going away, and as you get more and po- more people, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
0: All right. And hey, I'm getting
1: over it too. Trust this me. Cost. I know <laughs> it. I know it. Um, as more and more, and different personality types kind of get into this chicken thing, whether they're parents with kids or an older set of people retiring, you know, we all carry with us different perspectives and backgrounds and skill sets. And so we get new and new and more and more chicken stuff. I was curious. Couple months ago, while I was sick with the flu, in trying to kill time and not die. It worked <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Etsy, which I don't know if people are familiar with this, but it's a it's a website for artists to sell their wares um Etsy is uh and it can be any kind of artist from like say pottery or jewelry to photography print art um Etsy's really interesting and if if you chicken folks have not come across Etsy stuff on your pinterest pages on your on your adventures i I, I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> surely you know what I'm talking about and if you haven't ventured onto Etsy then I know you've probably ventured onto Cafe Press. So that's one of my first things for for folks to 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 do a little mini adventure of their own. Because I know there's all different kinds of preferences out there for art. From watercolors to mixed media. Just go on there and start typing in keywords like chicken photo or chicken or hen uh, watercolor. And you're going to get a ton of stuff popping up, all different sizes, all individually made. Or they can be prints of something that was an original. Um, Some of you might be into original art. Some of you may be looking for something to hang in the coop. So, you know, fresh eggs or... Um, the Cluck stops here. That sort of stuff. It's all on Etsy. <clears throat> so start your adventure and and just get ready because you know this. If you could type in just a specific breed, it's out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's out there. Whether it's a a photograph um, or hey, if you're into supporting small businesses next year for small business Saturday commission something from an artist go on Etsy around about oh I don't know 4th of July or something like that and find an artist doing something you like and then on small business Saturday you you can save up for it commission something from them and not only are you getting something that you're going to love and adore and it might be of your own flock it might be of of uh, a favorite hen or rooster, or it could be something with a theme that you really enjoy, such as, uh, you know, something with a 50s style or art deco, then you can support uh, both an artist and get something that you totally will cherish forever and ever. Um, I know that all the hatcheries have gift section. And the hatcheries do a good job of staying on top of kind of gifty things nowadays for chicken owners. So if you are not sure what to do for aunt and uncle so-and-so because they've got this new set of chicks that they got earlier in the year and now they're all grown up and they can't stop talking about them, get them something like a gift card from Mary McMurray Hatchery or maybe get them something off the gift page from any of those hatcheries. Uh, Mary Mary Stromberg's uh, Ideal, a lot of them have slightly, oh, my pet chicken has got a ton of stuff. So don't forget about that. If you're not into chickens, and your idea of a really good chicken gift is to send somebody a bottle of McCormick's chicken rub. Hey, that has its place. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're going to gusty it up, put it in one of those clear ornament bottles or ornaments and uh, just give them some chicken rub that way. <laughs> but uh, I would say, you know, hey, go with it. You know, the wife may enjoy the chicken, but the husband may want to just eat them. So give them a gift card and some chicken rub, okay? One for the husband, one for the wife. <laughs> Keep I think the family I happy.
0: Saw, and as far as that, I think I recently saw, and I could probably Google it or look it up, but I would I forget who was actually, where well, I even saw it, but there was a, uh, um, Chicken.
1: Mix your own
0: chicken rub? No, but it was for the bath. You put it in your bath, and you end up smelling like broth. But this is oh, a real no. product. Oh, and maybe oh, somebody maybe somebody can email it to me. I'm not kidding. It was something that was uh, they had. Oh, and they yeah. And it was something, I don't know if it was a little bath beads or something, like actually was a chicken, smelled like, I guess, a chicken broth or something, if you, oh, wow. you know, happen to. Yeah, I'll see if I can't find it for the end of the show. But it was it was this year. Probably within the <laughs> last six months, if it popped up into my brain, as as forgetful as I am. But um, yeah. So you you know, hey, you could uh, you know, if you're if you, you can
1: marinate uh, in your chicken juices.
0: There, absolutely. You can stew. There you
1: go. You can stew as you think of chicken gifts. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, at some point on Pinterest, I saw the funniest Halloween costume. I don't know if it was this year or last year, but it was for a chicken and it was Halloween costume. And I, and I don't rem I think it was made out of felt cause it, it looked like it had some stiffness or rigidity to it. May, may not have been felt might've had like interfacing or something in it, but, um, the chicken's head came out the top, and uh, <laughs> most of the body was surrounded by this circular uh, uh, costume, and it was chicken in a pot pie. It was nice. hilarious, and you know it did it obstructed the wings, but not the legs, so the chicken could walk around. I don't know if it pooped in the thing or not, but hopefully there was some <laughs> sort of a evacuation tube for. <laughs> for um chicken components, yeah. <laughs> but the the most clever thing I'm seeing um this year are people are giving spice mixes and dry rubs um for chicken recipes, either their own blends or they're just taking, you know, bulk stuff and putting it in ornaments. And you can buy clear plastic ornaments or glass if you want to but i i wouldn't um just because i know they don't always transport well and putting um dry rubs in ornaments (laughs) and giving them as attachments to gift tags or gift bags and kind of a little bonus and if if it's just the gift itself don't forget to put what the ingredients are and how to prepare the dish on the gift tag, so that folks, you know, aren't aren't exactly guessing or or waste what you've given them as a kind gift. Um, I think, well, one of the 4Hers in um, Alabama got third place at nationals with his um, his turkey barbecue rub, and we posted his recipe on the Alabama 4H Foundation website. I don't know if that's available for folks to take a look at, but let me tell you, the judges raved over his recipe. And it's most it's mustard-based because it's Alabama. Um, that's kind of a thing in parts of Alabama. Um, but the mustard, when you coat the turkey breast in the mustard, it kind of seals in the moisture so that when you're grilling it, it doesn't, you know, just all dry up and shrivel on you. Um, and then he's got this spice mixture that he put on the outside. It was just wonderful. Uh, and I and I think he's going to come back next year and maybe do chicken barbecue because he might be old enough. So look out, everybody. Um, but yes, that's that's the food end of things. Uh, I've seen different different concoctions and iterations of the the beer can or soda can chicken. Um, you know, you can probably find something for the cook in your life. A cookbook is always great. If you want to go for a a young person who maybe has their first flock of chicken or someone who has a new flock of chickens, they are going to get to the point where they don't know what to do with all those eggs. So get them an egg cookbook for heaven's sakes something that uh, just focuses on the eggs themselves for all kinds of dishes and ingredients for for like say strata, um, uh, perhaps different iterations on uh, deviled eggs, cakes, uh, custard pie, all those yummy things. Excuse me. And you you really will at some point be helping them out. Uh, And then later on in the life you can give them – you know, How to Stew a Chicken, uh, a nice recipe book on different versions of, of stewing their old hens, if they are the kind of folks who are going to replace their flock when they get to the point that they're not laying anymore or laying is really gone. All right. So one of the funnest things I get to do is, you know, when you start looking for good'ems, um I really kinda of gravitate towards you know, what I call stocking stuffers which are are like chicken chapsticks like chicken poop mm-hmm. chapsticks that are out there or magnets that are chicken shaped, have chicken themes or a specific breed on it. <clears throat>
0: um,
1: those are just kind of the fun little things or keychains. Um I don't know why, but this year chicken keychains I have seen just really blow up as far as popularity. I see kids walking around with them on their backpacks, and it's almost almost like a badge of honor is how many little chickeny or other animal species uh, keychains they've got. So if you're into ducks, find some duck keychains. If you're into turkeys, find some turkey keychains. And um, sticking them on the backpacks are, are just super, super popular, at least with the 4-H kids in Alabama. All right. Adults. All right. You've got things for the chicken owners, and then you've got things for the coop, and then you've got things for the chickens themselves. And we've talked about putting uh, Christmas trees in the coop and, you know, what ornaments are acceptable and really don't put tinsel on the tree because chickens will eat it. And then they try to poop it out. And it always ends up being a tragedy. But, yeah, go ahead. If you've got a little plastic tree and you want to put it in the coop for the chickens and make sure you've got little plastic ornaments, uh, you'll be picking them up every day, I'm pretty sure. But if it's fun for you, Try it. Um, be sure that you clean things up afterwards, and that everything's disinfectable. Uh, because when you, you know, if you've got a little cough in your flock this year, you don't want to reintroduce it um, to a new flock by bringing in dirty equipment um, from the previous year. So think about your biosecurity and. I've seen people do just absolutely delightful arrangements inside the coop with Christmas lights. And, you know, as long as they are well-secured and the chickens can't get hung up in them or get them wrapped around themselves and and hang themselves or get a wing caught or a leg caught, as long as you've got them in there and they're secure – it's a delightful treat for the owner, and I although I would put it on a timer because you you can overlight your chickens and cause problems that way. Um, but it's kind of fun if you want to put lights on the outside of your coop. You know that's the same idea. Make sure they're they're secure. Put them on a timer because even those little lights can affect the the egg laying of your birds. And um you don't wanna you don't wanna overdo it. And you know, for some folks the light bill can get a little hefty with the holiday light. Um so if you put it on a timer, you'll be helping yourself out and your chickens too. And remember, chickens do see in color, so you know, using lights of a different color Um so think about that. Other things I've seen people do inside the coop for the holidays is hang ornaments from the ceiling. That does worry me a little bit. Um, yes, you can get big giant ornaments like you see people using for their outdoor trees. But um I see people using fishing line or something clear, very very thin line. Uh, for hanging those down at the chicken height for the chickens to see themselves in the big silver balls, um, mind you, I appreciate the cost of those. They're they're about twenty or twenty five dollars per ornament, and the do, chickens do have a blast looking at themselves. However, I have had two stories this year of people hanging those, and then the chickens don't see the fish line and they get hung up in it. And I've I've heard. One chicken that has a pretty good injury from it, and one chicken that um actually had to go to the vet because the people didn't get to the bird um till the next day, and you know it kind of cut into' them a little bit um and the bird was very, very uncomfortable after that didn't die, but we all know that you know if it if if it's something hanging. You need to have sufficient weight on it that if a chicken jumps down and rams itself into it, it's not going to um, move and wrap around them and cause an injury. And so just think about that very carefully and uh, and how you hang things in the coop. If you're going to put something cool in the coop and ornament, put it up high near the ceiling uh, where the chickens aren't likely to run themselves into it. But um, if you're going to hang something down low, (laughs) I would encourage putting a a lower piece of wood and a shorter uh, line, something that's short enough that, you know, the the ball can, um, the ornament can still spin. But there's not enough a gap that the chicken can actually injure itself. Uh, So uh, just keep in mind that that's kind of a cool trend right now. But just be aware that, you know, the chickens can get hurt if they can't see the line. And even if they can see the line, they can still get it wrapped around them um, and kind of hang themselves. Uh, we don't want to hear about any Christmas chicken tragedies like these near misses I've heard of um, or received phone calls on. Other things, uh, as far as decorations in the coop, uh I have seen people, um, you know, make special special uh, chicken mirrors where they paint something on the mirror, like a, a hat, a Santa hat, or ornaments or a tree. And what they'll do is uh, snap a photo of the chicken checking itself out. Um, they're angling themselves beautifully, by the way. But I don't think that these are mirrors that are see-through mirrors. Um, these are the kind of mirrors where you can kind of snap a, a photo of the chicken. And I guess you have to have the patience of Job, honestly, to to sit at an angle and wait for a chicken to walk up, check itself out, and get a shot of the bird where it looks like it's wearing the hat. Um And I know these are not Photoshopped because you can see the the hat and the background is painted on the mirror. Uh, I would also encourage that if you do that, and if the chickens should peck at the uh, paint, that it be non-toxic paint that you use in case the chicken does happen to consume the material. So, you know, tempera paints are are pretty easy to use and easy to find at any craft store. And they tend to do the job very well. Uh, so I don't know about that artistry. I don't know if if folks have that kind of patience, but that sounds like a project. Um, go for it. If that's your thing, go for it. Maybe, maybe it's too soon to Christmas, Andy. Uh, but maybe you could do a new year's theme, go out there and get a, uh, you know, what looks like a, a party hat, paint that for your chickens. I don't know. Maybe you'll have a, a contest for that or something.
0: Happy New Year. But these are some things that I think
1: are totally cool. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, yeah. Happy New Year to your chickens. Have a little uh, coop party. Just just don't invite their chicken chicken friends over. Invite, you know, maybe uh, your chicken friends, but if they have chickens, they don't need to be around your chickens. Biosecurity. But, yeah, have a New Year's uh, party with your flock. And while you're out there, get on that five gallon bucket, sit down and inspect them and look for mites and lice and any kind of other deformities and injuries they may have had in Bumblefoot, and enjoy your chickens. But while you're enjoying them, you know, check them out on the health end as well.
1: Yeah. And you know, the more time you spend out in the coop with your chickens, I mean, and for young people, this is, this is a no brainer. They're out on Christmas break. Sometimes, Sometimes towards the end of uh, holiday break, you know, everyone's going a little stir crazy. So maybe this will be a project with their cell phone or with a regular camera um, for your young people to spend an hour or two out of the house, spending some time with their animals and getting that perfect photo that they can enter in their county fair or um, send off to friends, post on Facebook, so on and so forth. Okay, so I know we're getting close to break, but I think I'm going to keep going on this for a little bit longer, and then and then we'll go to break. You'll have to just – have to stop me, Andy. No um <clears throat> So one of the things that – popping up left, right, and center every time I'm online, uh, chicken socks. Chicken socks are in – Um, I know I found some really awesome chicken socks at Wheelhouse Designs. Oh, they have this great set of socks, because I'm always walking around the house with just the socks on, that um, has a chicken sitting on top of, like, a mountain of eggs. Hilarious. Uh, They also have turkey socks. That's what you're into. (laughs) I also believe they have uh, wild duck socks. So maybe... I don't know if you can get them in time. If you're looking for a stocking or a stocking stuffer, (laughs) um, that might be something for the the chicken person in your life. I have also seen these custom printed chicken shoes, whether they're kind of Converse style Mm. shoes or high top.
0: I've seen
1: not sandals, but, um, you know, just ladies flats. Uh, Mary Jane, I don't know. Do they have one for guys? Because the guys' stuff doesn't pop up for me. But do they?
0: Have... I see flip flops I... occasionally, and we actually did Chicken Whisper flip flops several years ago. I um, ordered a pair to test them out. Two pair, one for me and one for Jen, and they were crap. They just, uh, there's no way I could have sold those with any type of finances because ah. they were just really, really poor quality, broke within a week, wore out. They were horrible yeah, regardless if they had. And I looked at having, and I looked at some flip-flops actually that, and they were a little bit more expensive, probably a little bit better quality. And they actually had um, on the bottom, uh, I guess, a raised- Print of a chicken foot, so when you walk through the sand, it looked like chicken feet um, going through the sand i never did I never did order those um they were a little bit more expensive. I wasn't sure the fans would be willing to pork that out for some uh you know novelty flip flops but um but yeah, we've done that over the years. Let's see what else is popular. The chicken Whisper watches were were pretty popular um Obviously, the T-shirts. I still get requests for those and just don't have time to do that. Maybe in 2018,
1: yeah, I'll I've seen them get a few
0: more of um, But, yeah, so we'll have to uh, – um, but, yeah, not, not so much for men, but, yeah, we still see uh, the occasional stuff.
1: I haven't invested in the footwear because, you know, i I just haven't – I haven't committed <laughs> – Besides, they have a white background, and I think I would probably get those dirty pretty quick in in my job. Um, but, you know, I've seen some beautiful um, masks made from chicken feathers, guinea feathers, peacock feathers, um, just beautifully created. Uh, but as far as, as chicken clothing, it's out there. Cafe Press has it. Um, the footwear just tickles me pink But the socks The socks I can get some mileage out of <laughs> Not so much the knee high socks That actually have chicken legs on it But um, like today I'm wearing my, my Santa socks But um, You know I've got the, the chicken The chicken and egg socks In the other room um, Ready for for uh, After New Year's So I'm wearing correct apparel in my opinion other things uh, I have seen uh, that are are very popular are chicken belts. Um, it looks like the it's some of them look small like ribbon belts. Um, other are actually leather belts with some pretty fancy chicken stamping on there. Um, some of them have silver work. Some of them are plain. Um, however, I think. Leatherwork artists are are pretty smart in capitalizing on these chicken stamps or chicken work, or I've actually even seen chicken feet on a leather belt. Kind of clever. looked like it was just feet, you know, side by side walking around to the front of the belt, and the chicken was in the back. It was a rooster, but um, clever, cute, just darling. Uh, And then, of course, they had a belt buckle, a chicken belt buckle on the front. Um, I know that the 4-H Mall has chicken belt buckles, um, and they're only like 35 bucks. So they are incredibly well-priced for belt buckle. Um, you can get fancier one. But if you've got a young person who is, you know, looking to, to go toe-to-toe with their friends who have cows and the belt buckles, There are chicken belt buckles out there, folks. And you can support 4-H by by buying them. Um, Of course, uh, along with the accessories, you can always get uh, chicken earrings, chicken necklaces, chicken bracelets. I haven't seen much of chicken rings, but um, I'm sure if I started looking for them, they'd pop up all over the place. And headgear. I have actually seen a headband that looks like it had a rooster comb um, on it. And I think it might have been knitted, but I'm not sure. Hats. Of course, if you go back to Etsy and you type in um, knitted or crocheted chicken uh, hat, they pop up. Um, I've seen some really cute ones that look like they have combs and ear flaps um, down so that you can keep your head warm in the winter. Uh, just things for you to consider for fun chicken attire. <laughs> um, however, you know, everybody's got a little different slant and a little bit of a different bent on it. Um, and I think, honestly, Andy, after we come back from the uh, the break, where you, your commercial break, I will talk Mm -hmm. about gifts for the actual chickens themselves. So um, the 80 has, has some pretty cool sponsors who've got um, um, good gifts for either stocking stuffers. I think or bow cap, perfect for a stocking stuffer. It's little, it's small. You can get a handful of them, stick them in a stocking. And if you are planning to get chicks in the spring or you're thinking about it, I mean, they're only a couple of bucks, and, you know, you have them on hand, they're perfect.
0: Sounds like a plan, and I'm looking forward to the uh, gifts for the chickens. Everybody, it's interesting over the years, though. They'll always come up, it seems like, money for chicken treats, and chicken goodies and and things like that, and uh, so, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that list, and I've got a couple up my sleeve that we'll share when we come back after the break, so stay with the folks. We're talking to our good friend, poultry scientist Dr. McRae. We're talking about end-of-the-year festivities and goodies for the coop and New Year resolutions for the coop, and now we've talked about gifts for the chicken-loving friend in your life, like The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens and Chicken Factory Chicken Poop and a subscription to Chicken Whisperer Magazine. and <laughs> But um, when we come back, we're going to be talking about gifts you can get your flock in your backyard. So uh, stay with us. We'll be back right after this short break. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at Stromberg'sChickens.com. That's Stromberg'sChickens.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy efficient, long-lasting, and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. All right, thanks for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. And uh, speaking of Kambak, um they have sponsored the uh, contest and the giveaway in the winter issue of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, which was released last week. So you can read that in its entirety online at chickenwhisperermagazine.com, and it is one doozy of an issue. Five full articles written by five truly poultry profession- professionals. Um, we've got poultry vets. We've got poultry nutritionists. We've got poultry scientists. we got lots of people with letters after their name. Long-time experience to teach this every day. Uh, they even have chickens themselves as well. And um, But, yeah, so uh, it's, it's a fabulous. I think it's, gonna, it's one of our best issues yet. In the four years that we've uh, done uh, the magazine, but, you know, five articles from five poultry pro- professionals uh, that know what they're talking about because we want to make sure you get good science-based, fact-based study information to take care of your flock. And then there's a great review as well. But Combach giving away uh, your supply of feed. I think that's a total of 12 bags plus two poultry blocks as well shipped right to your front door. How cool is that? Once you try the Combot product, I think that uh, you'll be very satisfied and look around to see if it's available in your area. So um, just to mention that, but go take a look and take a read of read that magazine. You can read it from cover to f- cover, absolutely free, and, um, and 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 do that. So um, let's get back over here to the phone lines, as I'm anxious to hear about different gifts that we can get our flock in our backyard. No a year a of
1: chicken feed, Andy?
0: Yeah, one bag a month. So if you have a small flock, it would be a year of feed. It's 12 bags right to your front door and two poultry blocks. And, um, yep, abs- absolutely. So uh, that's the contest for this uh, issue, and we're really looking forward. I'm heading down to, um... Savannah between Christmas and New Year's, and really, and I, I actually uh, planned this about six months ago with the uh, owners of GQF Manufacturing, and they used to be known as Georgia Quail Farm, and now they're GQF. People know them for their incubators, the developer, I think, of the very first styrofoam incubator, and uh, they've been yeah. a sponsor for years and years and years. I try to get down there about once a year and have lunch uh, with Steve. <laughs> pardon me, who's the owner, his son has come in as well, and uh, they run the business. They've got employees that are with them, I kid you not, that have been there for close to 30 years. Um, every time I call to talk to Steve, uh, I, uh, Mary picks up the phone, and she's been there forever, And uh, but they've got a warehouse down there and a little testing room, I love that. But anyway, I'm going down there, and I told him, asked him about six months ago, I said, I'm coming down again um, over the holiday, and just last week we we booked a time, And I'm going to go in and get pictures of of them and and their operation and their little testing room and some of their products, how they're uh, put together, (coughs) shipped out. Um, And I'm going to interview Steve and um, maybe his son, but that's Steve because his father, his father was the one that I think started Georgia-12 Farm many moons ago. They're out of the quail business, but do the, and we're going to talk about how they got into. Uh, if you remember, most people remember uh, a couple of decades ago, uh, ostriches were the big thing, and, and people were doing <laughs> yes. ostrich farm. You remember that, and, and people were and emus big buku money. And and so they even got into that business as well, providing you know incubators and things and equipment for ostrich breeders. And of course, not not anymore because that that little fad I guess came and went. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna sit down and talk with him and interview him, and we'll be writing an article about that for the spring issue. Uh, all about Jim oh, that sounds history. like a blast! It's gonna be awesome—the history of the company and, and the whole nine yards. So I'll be doing that over the holiday. Um, I think on the 28th I'll be down there. I'm not sure after we re- recheck my calendar, okay. but I'm looking forward to that. But um, I don't got know some pretty got cool,
1: innovative things that they are responsible for. So make sure you yes. cover that. I mean, if you think about the history of egg incubation, I mean, starting with Christopher Nissen in Petaluma, you know, you get you get to a point where you either went big for commercial industry, or you depended on companies like Georgia Quail Farm if you were a, a hobby mm-hmm. or small scale producer. And so they, for me, when I was younger, to get one of their their bigger incubators was quite an accomplishment and quite an investment, but it made all the more difference in in your success in the entire process. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Well, yeah, I'm anxious before, for that interview. Before
1: go I go into um, before I go into gifts for the chickens, I I forgot a whole subset, and you okay. gave a shout out to your homeschooler. Although what I'm probably about to tell them is old hat for for many of the homeschoolers. Maybe it will help some of the homeschoolers who are new to this. There are some awesome, affordable, educational gifts like chicken anatomy sets. They exist out there. There's also a chicken life cycle kit where you've got a set of 21 eggs. They're plastic they open up and you can see the development of the embryo on a little picture in there, but you can also close it back up. And the nice thing about it is if you also get one of those handheld candlers, you can candle those eggs and kind of see what's going on inside as far as development too, which is really a lot of fun for folks. And if you're really thinking about going to the next level, Uh, With your chickens, other than just learning how to manage them, how to raise them, and and enjoying the eggs, if you want to do the educational side, doing some chicken anatomy, doing some chicken life cycle, also ties in perfectly with spring chick activities so that you can turn getting baby chicks into something that's a learning experience. So getting a nice little um, less than $10 a handheld candler, I think Brincy's got a nice little candler that sits tabletop, battery operated, um, might be corded. Uh, but there are these little candlers out there that are a great starting candler for someone who's maybe maybe you don't know which eggs are fertilized. Maybe you ended up with a rooster and you found a nest that a hen was hiding her eggs. Well, whip out your handy-dandy little candler and see if you see any chick growth in there before you go to give those eggs away to someone. Yeah, you don't want to surprise your neighbor with a, a set of eggs that are mm-hmm, have a little embryo inside. Uh, might not like those eggs from you anymore. <laughs> so just those little nice gifts that are very affordable and a great next step for your flock owners, especially um, young flock owners. Okay, on to the chickens themselves. Of course, you've got the treats like grublies, happy hen treats, those mealworm treats that you can put together and give to your chickens as a treat. They should never expect it, though. Um, This time of year, as we get into the coldest months of, say, January and February, we get into the time of year when, when I start to recommend grains for your chickens, um, like, say, scratch grains. Uh, so getting a, a nice little ornament full of grub leaves mixed with some scratch grains, those are things that you can sprinkle around the coop for your chickens to eat up in about, you know, 15 minutes' time as they go to bed Um in the middle of the night, they can call upon those energy reserves that those grains and grublies have given them and uh, heal their internal combustion components all the way through the coldest part of the day, which is nighttime. And um, so a few grains. Some people I have seen, uh, they'll go get uh, treat blocks, like flock blocks and that's when they'll actually put them inside the coop. Um, all things in moderation, of course. If if your chickens aren't returning to their regular feed and they're just relying upon the flock block, make sure you've got it in such a container that you can lift it out of there and maybe put it back in a month later after the chickens have returned to their regular feed and, um, and are, are getting the nu- nutrition that they need. Uh, I've seen treat blocks that are mealworm-based. I've seen treat blocks that are all vegetarian-based. Uh, I've seen them where you can actually hang them in the coop. Again, anytime you hang something, you want to make sure it's secure. Uh, I actually like to hang things in the coop with chain um, rather than hanging them with uh, rope because chain's a little heavier and rodents can't chew through it. Uh, and make it drop to the ground, which may may mess up your coop. I've seen people do wonderful things with cabbages, chicken coops, and hanging that in the coop, cabbage or, or lettuce of some sort um, in the coop. Of course, if you have little bits left in the litter, clean it up. You don't want moldy feed or, or moldy material in the coop. Um, common sense, basic biosecurity, all the things that Dr. McCray is always talking about. And um, I've seen some pretty cool treat combos that people are making themselves. What they'll do is they'll take a little bit of um, uh, animal fat. Uh, Whether you use tallow or lard, it's up to you. Um, You might have, like, say, goose fat left over from Christmas dinner. And they'll they'll take um, cookie cutters in those Christmas themes and shapes, and they'll mix in a little bit of whatever they want, um, a little bit of uh, corn, milo, scratch grains, essentially, uh, maybe some oil seed, like, say, uh, sunflower kernels, or if you if you can't get the kernels or they're too pricey, black seed, uh, black oil seed, safflower, those are all um, oils that are beneficial to chickens and um, will help them preen and get those oils back into their feathers. But mixing that in with a little bit of protein, maybe your grub or, or um, I would say if you're going to use um, insect material, make sure that it's very dry um, and uh, mix it all in there and, and lay it out on some wax paper. Um, put down um, either you can you can kind of punch the chicken shapes out of, uh, of some wax paper that you've laid out or I've seen where you put the wax paper down you put the ornament uh, not the ornament but the uh, the cookie cutter down and then you pour your mixture into it make sure you leave a hole for you to hang it through. So take a straw or something um hollow and light that you can kind of punch through the uh the treat and then you've got a hole that you can hang the treat in and the chickens can peck at it gradually <clears throat> as the day wears on. And hopefully they'll they'll it'll last you a couple of days. But you have a nice holiday themed chicken treat um, for them to enjoy of course everything in moderation if your chickens are focusing too much on the treat maybe it's something that you only put out at night and then you you take back up um, before the morning and they only get to enjoy it for part of the day other things I've seen people do is they'll give their chickens uh, fruit uh, this time of year, of course, no moldy fruit, please. Um, fruit that they cut up. And, um, of course, a lot of times the chickens will make a mess of it. And since this is winter, and depending on where you are in the country, it may freeze. So some of those fruit juice, um, if it's if it's got into their feathers, uh, it may end up being a sticky mess, and you may have to bathe your chickens later on. Just keep that in mind. So little pieces. Um, You know, let the the juices drain away, and I think that will help you. Um, I've seen people put uh, their version of a a Della Rubia wreath out into the coop for the the chickens to enjoy. Um, Other things that I've seen folks do is put wreaths out in the coop. Again, anything that is artificial that you don't want your chickens to eat, take out of a wreath. And, um, yeah, they'll happily dance around and hop around on it. And when your Christmas tree is, is ready to go out before you put it to the curb, you might want to put it in the coop and give the chickens a few days of entertainment with it. <clears throat> they may even knock some, some of the, uh, some of the, the dead needles off for you, uh, making it a little bit lighter for you to take down to the curb or, Dry it out in the coop, um, and then chop it up for firewood for next year. That's always an option. Okay, no tinsel. Garland may be consumed, so I would probably take that off of there. But I've seen people string cranberries up and let the chickens peck, peck at them. Popcorn. Um, as long as the chickens aren't actually consuming the string, I think those are lots of fun for chickens to to have for the holidays <clears throat> and make sure everything is fresh and get rid of the old but that's something fun for the kids to kind of focus on for a few hours and put out for the chickens to enjoy um even if they are even if they are just something temporary and fun for the kids to do um uh, keeps them entertained in the holiday season um of course there's our book Andy Um, which is coming out, which is a lot of fun. There are things that you can put in the coop that are um, not food related, like chicken swings. Uh, You can put chicken diapers and uh, chicken hen aprons on your coop. I really like the sweeter heater. I always Mm like the knowledge of knowing that those chickens are going to be comfortable and not stressed in the winter. Um, Of course, my here. Let me put my extension specialist hat on again. A chicken <sighs> that is warm and comfortable is less likely to succumb to something um, disease-wise that it might otherwise be unable to fight off. Um, clearly, you and I, Andy, did not follow that rule, and we succumbed to disease <laughs> ourselves. Maybe we should be sleeping <laughs> with a sweeter heater over our <laughs> perches at night. <laughs> No, but I really do like the sweeter heaters. And and even the one foot by one foot is a great gift for someone. If you've got a young person who maybe got a few chickens and they kept a rooster and they're really thinking that they want to have one of their hens hatch out some eggs or you're going to give them an incubator and a brooder kit, great. Swap out that light from the brooder kit. With a sweeter heater, and you're going to be doing that kid a favor, because those chickens are going to be so warm and comfortable. But you will not have the power bill that a 250 watt infrared bulb gives you with when you're brooding baby chicks. Um, and yep, there are brooder kits out there. Um, pretty handy dandy. They're adjustable in size. Uh, they come with uh, feeder, water and a little something to uh to hang a, a brooder lamp on. Um, easy to replace with a sweeter heater. If you get the one foot by one foot size, that's perfect for brooding chicks. I love it. I was so happy years ago when I found the sweeter heater. And I I you know, I I tout the benefits of infrared heat for chickens and chicks as often as possible. And, of course, it's an investment, but it's a one-time investment. Bulbs burn out, but these sweeter heaters seem to be um, little juggernauts for for lasting a long time. But there you go, Andy. Did you have a couple things you wanted to add?
0: Well, I was going to mention the sweeter heater as well and the chicken swing as well, because I know that seems to be a hot seller. Uh, around this time, and um, I'll, I'll sneak a little inside information out. I know you had mentioned mealworms, and I know those have been a hugely popular treat, um, and I'm going to challenge everybody that listens to this uh, comment I'm about to make, who, um, everybody out there, and <coughs> this is a little preemptive here, but uh, you'll see come 2018 what I'll be hinting at. So, um, but go and look very closely the mealworms that you are purchasing. I want you to reach into the bag and pull out you know, three or four of the mealworms that you're purchasing for your chickens as a treat, as a snack, as a supplement, whatever your I- I- ideal, uh, whatever you want to think you're doing for your chickens. <coughs> and when you have those three or four mealworms that you've just made good money on, in your palm of your hand, I want you to look, and I want you to just snap them in half. And I want you to look inside, and I want you to email me what you see. And I'm willing to bet that all of you, when you snap those little mealworms in half, what you see is nothing—a hollow shell, almost like the exoskeleton, if you will, of of this worm. Um, just just the outside layer. Snap them in half. Tell me what you see inside, and I. I'm willing to bet by far the majority of you is going to be absolutely nothing. It's just a hollow, crispy shell. Well, um,
1: I agree. I remember doing that, and and I I would have my 4-H'ers do that too, and they're like, there's nothing in there.
0: Well, I will say that there is a new product coming out that I will be associated with. We're um, working on uh, signing on the dotted line now and getting everything panned out where when you
1: it's worm that mealworm,
0: when you open it up, yeah, you will see mealworm, the guts, the good stuff. Not just a hard shell on the outside, but all the nutrition of the, let's call it what they are, the mealworm guts inside the mealworm. Why are you spending all this money? <laughs> and they're not cheap. On just a crunchy little shell when all of the good stuff the nutrients the stuff we really the, the inside it, and, and through the process of how <laughs> most of these mealworm companies are are processing these that all disappears but um, let's just say there's a product coming out soon we'll be associated with in 2018 which we'll be pushing hot and heavy because I've seen the data it makes sense where when you crack open a snap that mealworm in half, it won't be empty. You will see the good stuff inside there. Now you can justify spending your hard-earned money on a mealworm that actually has substance and value as a whatever you want to call it, snack, treat, supplement, whatever, and um, for your chickens. You know what I was always
1: frustrated about? What's that? I, when I had chickens I'd give them a handful. They, they I had smaller chickens, they would pick up and they'd get about half of it in their beak, and then the other half would snap off and go <laughs> fling somewhere, and they'd never find it. <laughs> they never again would find it. Um, and so I always wondered, you know, how many dollars I was leaving on the coop floor, they, you know, these <laughs> little hollow pieces could get quite a bit of distance to them when they, when they snapped that beak closed and that piece went flying somewhere. i was like, oh, well, there's half a mealworm that I paid for, and it's gone.
0: <laughs>
1: but there you go. There they go. There you go. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> an adventure. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – I'm, I'm excited Getting your money's it. worth I'm as excited. far when, as mealworms.
0: <laughs> yeah, when they approached me and I looked at it and I read all the data, and, I mean, it's just like nobody in their right mind can sit there and look at this and say – you know, well, yeah, I would rather have this mealworm. I mean, there's just just no way. I mean, it just makes sense no matter how you slice it. And that's like, wow, this is awesome. And so uh, we're looking at working together here in 2018. So I'm excited about that. But anyway, um, that'll be something here probably in January that you'll start seeing and hearing on the show and uh, and seeing on the Facebook page.
1: Yeah. Are you trying to worm your way into chicken's (laughs) hearts?
0: Yeah, I guess you could say something like that because they will. Appreciate some substance other than just some hollow little skin shell. So it's going to be awesome. But uh, Dr. McRae, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, all the above. Um, and uh, to you and your family, safe travels back to Halberton head back this way. And um, we will uh, hope you enjoy the holiday last show of the year, which I almost always do. Uh, with you, Dr. McCrae. so it's awesome and we it's it's fun time, so we look forward to working with you in 2018 and uh, we will see you next year. Alrighty. Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year, everybody. You too. Thanks so much. It's going to wrap up the last show of 2017. Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper brought to you by Calmbox Feeds and all day today we had poultry scientist Dr. McCrae, good friend, wonderful contributor to books, magazines, Absolutely awesome, Um, and uh, we look forward to having her on again all year in 2018 as we go into our 10th year of broadcasting this show. So thank you so much for tuning in today and tuning in this coming year, 2018. God bless everybody.